As always, we are joined by our analyst, Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. And Illini fans may be getting a little sigh of relief, but also Illinois not able to, to get a chance for a win. Yes, yes. I mean, 28-point underdogs, you know, Ohio State headed toward the playoff. It's probably not a game you're going to win, but uh, given how well they played at Nebraska, it's kind of kind of tough to not come home and at least get a chance. You know, Illinois has been known to get crazy and stay close in games like this, but, uh, you know, I think most people knew the outcome, but, you know, it's still it's still hard to, to, not, see, to not have the game played. And, Robert, as you point out, now the chances of Illinois going to the Big Ten title game they're they're low, but they're, they're not still alive. zero. Yes. So you yes. kind of made a little bit of a checklist <laughs> yes. here yes. of all the things that need to happen. Let's break this down a little bit. Okay. We got two of them already. Yes. Let's let's start with this. Of those teams that are listed there, five of the seven are still eligible to win the Big Ten West. The only teams that can't win the Big Ten West are Nebraska because they already lost four games and. Wisconsin because they've only played three games and they won't have the minimum amount of games to get there. So it leaves you five teams, but with Northwestern losing, all of these teams are still alive. So I just ran the math of, okay, what's the Illinois math? And it looked silly before yesterday. All Northwestern had to do was win one more game and it's and it's cinched up, but they lost to Michigan State, which they probably shouldn't have. You know, Purdue's not going to lose at home to Rutgers. Purdue lost at home to Rutgers. So that... <laughs> somehow in this crazy season left five things that would need to happen for really there's only three things out of Illinois control which is Northwestern uh, has to lose to Minnesota which is a game that might not even be played yeah and if it's not played that cinches it for Northwestern because they could get there but the, the key to that whole thing is that uh, basically the Big Ten put in a rule that said, we're going to go by the lost column, not the win column, because some teams are going to have more games. Mm -hmm. So if someone is four and three and someone else is five and three, we're going to say those two teams are even, and let's see how they did head to head. And in that sense, if Illinois were to beat Iowa and were to beat Northwestern, technically, Iowa and, Nor Iowa and Northwestern could both be five and three and Illinois four and three, and Illinois would go to the Big Ten title game over them, having beaten them both. So you have this crazy scenario where, you know, Purdue has to lose another game, Minnesota has to lose, Northwestern has to lose to Minnesota. And again, Illinois is going to be 10 point underdogs plus in both of those games. So it's, you know, it's not like this is the likely scenario here, but right. somehow in this crazy <laughs> season that started 0 and 3, uh, you know, with two weeks left, Illinois still technically only needs five things to happen, three external and win two games, and yeah. Illinois would be in the Big Ten title game. Yeah, it's 2020. Anything Why not? You know, why not get crazy? In this year. I mean, I think that when you pointed out the Minnesota-Northwestern game, if that one doesn't get played, which it might likely not, because right. Minnesota has been dealing with a COVID situation much like Ohio State, so yes. that one. I and then that would mean that Northwestern can't get to three losses because they wouldn't have the opportunity to lose again. They would only be at two losses, and that would cinch it up. They would, you know, they, I think they would still have to win another game and not have Iowa win out or something like that. I don't think they would cinch it, cinch it if that game's not played. But uh, if it's not played, that eliminates 
teams like Illinois and Purdue and, and, and others. So, right. so yeah, so if, if it does, it's not. But, hey, man, it's, it's <laughs> going to be December this week, and somehow Illinois is still technically eligible to win the Big Ten West. Yeah, and it, it falls on them a little bit, too, because this isn't just like, hey, let's sit back and wait for other teams to lose. Correct. They also need to finish the season and win their last two games. Do you see that being feasible at all? I mean, it is after after the performance at Nebraska, it's at least feasible. You know, Nebraska just played Iowa down to the wire. If Illinois was able to dominate Nebraska like they were, you would think at home Illinois could hang with uh, Iowa. And, and the same thing with Northwestern is, is if Northwestern can't beat Michigan State, um, you know, who, who's to say Illinois couldn't go up there and get a win? So it's, it's two games that you're going to learn a lot. I mean, again, all of that is only possible because Ohio State got pulled off of the schedule. Yes. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to remember that that was a very fortunate thing to happen because that was likely a loss. Um, but, but again, it's, it's still possible and it's still, you know, it gives the coaches maybe a little goal to say, hey, let's, let's control our own thing. I mean, the most interesting thing about that whole thing is that say three of those things were to happen, Illinois were to beat Iowa, say Northwestern and Minnesota do play and Minnesota were to win and you go into that final week like, oh my gosh, this is possible. Right. Northwestern could also win the Big Ten if they had COVID cases that week. Like if they had to cancel, that would give them the Big yeah. Ten and they wouldn't have to play. So that's how crazy this season is right. of a team could either be playing for the Big Ten title game or they could not play because of some COVID cases and then get, win the Big Ten title game. So yeah. it's it's that crazy of how things are going. Because COVID is just kind of seen as as a wash. It's not a forfeit. You know, the team Correct. that whatever, like, let's take the Ohio State-Illinois. Yes. You know, yes. people online are like, oh, it's a forfeit. It's a forfeit. Mm, no, it's no. just. It's correct. It's like it never, no contest. No contest. It yeah. didn't happen. Uh, and, you know, and that's the same thing happening of that you can't really control. You know, another interesting angle on this is let's just play pretend here. Say Illinois had the cases right after Wisconsin. Say they were concerned after two players tested positive that Thursday. Say they were concerned about the Purdue game and they said, you know what? We're, we're not going to play the Purdue game. We're just not going to do it. We're going to be safe. We'll come back next week in Minnesota. Well, that would take a loss off the column. And then Illinois would control their own destiny for getting to the Big Ten title game if that game wasn't played. Yeah. So it's like when you run all this math, it's insanity. Like how do you even how do you even do that? But that's, I mean, everybody just talks it up to 2020. That's what we're going through. Yeah. That's what the season's going to be like. That's what, you know, that's what the playoff is going to be like. You know, that's just, it's, it's crazy. How does Ohio State getting taken off the schedule affect maybe what that ninth game at the end will be? That's a good question. Yeah, it's so hard to say that, you know, you'll read some things about that ninth game of like, okay, well, say Minnesota really does have a crazy outbreak right now and they can't play. Well, then who who do you pull off the schedule on the other? You just make the seventh place team not play, you know? So it's impossible to even know which teams are going to be available to play in that game or where they would be played based on where the COVID outbreaks are and everything else. So it's it's just pure craziness. Yeah, I, I mean, I, who would it even, like, who would you like to see in, in that spot? Like, who would maybe be a good match? I'd be fascinated by either Penn State or Michigan, given the seasons <laughs> that they've had. Why not end 2020, <laughs> you know, say Illinois, again, they'll be double-digit underdogs in, in these next two games against Northwestern and Iowa. Say Illinois were to lose both badly and finish the season two and five. 
then they would play Michigan or Penn State possibly right. and <laughs> maybe win that game to finish three and five. It's just, I don't, I don't even know how to wrap my brain around some of these things. Yeah, I think Penn State was kind of the laughing stock of the, the Big <laughs> Ten, and now, now it's Michigan. Yes, and they beat Michigan. So, yes, teams who are going to be in that six or seven spot on that Saturday, the championship Saturday, whatever they're calling it, December 19th, those teams – you know, we're thinking it's going to be, okay, well, maybe we'll get Rutgers or Maryland in that game. No, you're going to get either Penn State or Michigan. Like, I, I don't even – I can't even yeah. comprehend any of this. Of You know, <laughs> what if the bottom three teams in the Big Ten East are Michigan State, Michigan, and Penn State? What What is happening in, in the world right now? How do you no. process this? <laughs> yeah, you, you just – you really don't. You don't. You, do, yeah. you just you just line it up and say, okay, who are we playing this week? And. And, and let's go. Yeah, well, I guess we'll look ahead to Iowa a little bit. What interests sure. me is that these are both two teams that kind of value the takeaways a little bit. How might that be be interesting this week? Yeah, it's very interesting that, like, uh, you know, Illinois is coming off a game, what, they had, they were plus three at Rutgers and plus five, plus four at Nebraska. Yeah. So, you know, when you're on a streak like that of, you know, they've, they've been – plus seven or whatever in the last two games and turnovers, you expect that to maybe balance out a lot. And mm -hmm. Iowa has the kind of defense that can do it. They have an elite defense. So uh, this will be very interesting. We, we saw a breakout from the offense. We, we've seen Illinois in the top two or three in rushing in the Big Ten uh, after these last two games. We've seen that the Rutgers win was probably a little better than we thought at the time. Um, but then you have to get into, you know, this is – Next to, uh, next to Wisconsin, this is the best defense you're going to face. And they take the ball away. And Illinois got very fortunate at Nebraska fumbling four times but recovering all four fumbles uh, without losing one of them. So they do that again on, on Saturday. It could get out of hand quickly. Right, and the offense shined against Nebraska, but Nebraska kind of has its own defensive <laughs> problems. So Correct. So how does that match up with what they're going to see against the Hawkeyes? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it was, it was surprising how well this weekend that Nebraska was able to move the ball on Wisconsin, or on Iowa, I should say. Um, it, it was uh, a little startling, actually. You know, it seemed like if Illinois' defense was able to, to, to handle Nebraska like that, you would think that Iowa with their, you know, top five defense going into the game was, was going to completely shut them down, but they didn't. Um, maybe that's a little blueprint that uh, Illinois can, can follow, you know, somewhat similar offense to Nebraska. Uh, use some of those same concepts and see if they, uh, Nebraska identified some of, Nebraska, some of Iowa's weaknesses. What do the next two games on the schedule mean holistically for the program? Obviously, it's a shortened schedule, so mm -hmm. getting a win or if they, mm -hmm. they end up losing, what does that mean for them? Well, as I said before the season that you could kind of assume the, there were three wins that got canceled in the non-conference. Bowling Green has proven to be really, really bad, maybe one of the three worst teams in college football this year. Uh, UConn had all the off-season defections and graduated a bunch of seniors. They were going to have like maybe 55. That's why they didn't play. So there would have been wins over Bowling Green, Illinois State, and, and UConn. And so you could count those as, as three wins. Ohio State, let's be honest, was going to be a loss. So you could still play out that original season and say, okay, they would have won these three, and they would have beat R Rutgers and Nebraska, but they would have lost to Purdue, lost to Minnesota, 
uh, and, and lost to Wisconsin. And so, and then they would have lost to Ohio State. So let's say they're five and four right now. Well, let's look at the season like that. If this was a five and four season, they would be needing, you know, to, to get to that goal of maybe seven wins to improve on what they saw the season before, they would need two more. And, and they would have Northwestern and Iowa to get there. So if that's the season they were trying to shoot for of at least seven wins, they, they would need to win both of these. So, you know, holistically, Yes, they can maybe <laughs> take a shot at the Big Ten title game, but really, you want to see them in at least one of these to show that this this midseason turnaround wasn't just two games. All right, Robert. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. You can hear more from him on our website, WCIA.com.